Hello, hello. It has been a while, has it not? Uh, First off, this is unbelievably overdue. This particular episode was recorded early in March. A lot of the topics are still pertinent, but that might explain something if it sounds a bit dated. Um, so one of my favorite things about this whole podcast run has been the subtle increase in optimism in each show. I think this episode highlights that as we kind of look forward to what the spring may hold and has been uh, showing us thus far. When I reached out to these guys, uh, Dan and Ryan, about starting a podcast, I, I, I knew that it would be tough to juggle our schedules in the middle of a pandemic with all of what real life can throw at us any given day. I mean, Dan's got a kid, a job, a real life. I've been working on school, um, you know, making ends meet various ways that I can. Ryan has been an all-out entrepreneur doing different wonderful things and uh the fact that they took the time that they did to make this work as well as it did and in the vision exactly how i saw it is uh it's it's very special and it's something it's something i i I cherish deeply what i didn't know is how truly uh therapeutic the whole process actually would be for me personally which i know with a name like backyard therapy it's like well what did you quite expect uh i i honestly think dan is the one who adopted uh that mindset the earliest but for me it has come uh more so in retrospect uh really before we started doing this i had zero experience editing audio or even putting one of these things together Ryan always did that for us back in the radio days, and since I greatly wanted him to be on this podcast, and even more so respect his and Dan's time, uh, it is an undertaking that I happily volunteered for. My schedule may have dictated a lot of how quickly these uh, would be released, but I learned so much uh, in during a time where I was I was really in desperate need of a hobby. Um, the the last. Uh, 365 plus days, year and a half or so. Um, honestly, I uh, I realized I didn't have any hobbies. I, I everything I was doing was either for a specific professional goal or something uh, to make some type of financial end meet, and I wasn't doing anything creatively, like for my soul. Um, at the time, work had been very difficult. You know, I I was unsure of my future academically and professionally. And I had a lot of big changes on the horizon that um, they seemed to kind of all just be all-consuming and converging at the same exact time. By diving into this podcast and learning how to play with the audio or learn Photoshop a bit more to play around with the cover art uh, with Baylor, I finally had a hobby and creative release that I had been sorely lacking for quite some time, to be perfectly honest. I appreciate our good friend Courtney Blevins for taking the time to teach me enough to get me started on my own in terms of editing podcasts. Uh, that is, the, by the way, that is a sign of a true teacher right there and someone confident in their craft and wisdom is when they take the time to show you how to do something and give you enough on your own to learn on your own and are not worried about you uh, taking something from them or not giving them the amount of credit or anything. This, I think that is a true truly wise uh the, the true sign of a, a wise person um i appreciate bailey 
uh, my girlfriend, my fiance for recording in intros on an absurd release schedule at my behest and doing such a great job. I appreciate my brother Baylor for the care and consideration he put into every single artwork for each episode and for always providing talking points or leading segments like trivia or various other things. I cannot emphasize enough how Baylor was the fourth member of this podcast. He, he, he really, he really held a lot of this together for us and uh, that hasn't changed. He's always been the backbone to most things that I personally do in my life. And this was really no exception. This podcast gave me the courage to put myself back out there creatively and to continue utilizing a tool that I honestly think is the only thing that truly gets us through life, and that's communication. When I look back on why this particular episode may have taken so long, um, I think it's because somewhere deep down I knew that it would maybe be the last one where we would all be in the same room together to be able to do that for a while. Uh, and that that's weird to think about um you know for four of us that have been so pivotal and uh crucial to each other's life and development over the past decade to really uh take uh, put that in perspective it was it, it was probably a little bit sobering to my subconscious um we all had a lot going on and on the horizon which we all allude to in some way throughout this episode so a few updates um that i think are necessary before you all get to dive into this. Dan, uh, our, our beautiful baby blue-eyed boy, Dan, got a terrific, terrific, that's not a word, is it? We're just going to go with terrific new job that relocated him to another state. Uh, his wonderful daughter is now a three-nager, and we couldn't be happier for him. They're uh, about to rejoin him in his, uh, in his new home, and I know that work's going extremely well for him. And he's going to continue to thrive in his environment. And we're going to find a way to connect many, many way, uh, more ways in the future in podcast format and different things. Because um, he's one of the best friends anyone could ever hope to have. And I think the wisdom and perspective that he can provide in any given conversation is vital. Um, and, I, and I want to highlight that in any way I can. I'm just so proud of him for taking a leap of faith and betting on himself. Uh, and uh, applying for this job and getting it and crushing it and continuing to do so. Our boy Ryan, the one and only DJ Boy Chat. Uh, Ryan is finally able to burst from his socially distanced quarantine cocoon and start booking all sorts of events again, whether it's weddings, graduation parties, birthdays, or your establishment is just in need of some good vibes, times, and tunes. Uh, Ryan's another guy who recently... Um, just bet on himself in uh, in a big way by walking away from uh, something that seemed to be guaranteed professionally and he saw another vision for himself and decided that he could do that and uh has recently bet on himself in a big big way and i i i'm so proud of him in so many ways and i al i always am i don't think it's something i articulated clearly enough at times on this podcast but uh ryan ryan's a very special person to me and a very good friend and to see him thrive and put him continually put himself out there and succeed is very very special so it's been very fun um to get to do this podcast with these two guys and get the episodes we were able to get in together because i love them they are some of my best friends and it um with what i have on the horizon which i'm about to mention 
it, it's something I'm going to look back on for the rest of my life, and I love it. Uh, conversations with my best friends uh, during a time of probably the most uncertainty I've ever had. Uh, that's invaluable. Uh, it, it really is. So if you have those kind of people in your life that you can reach out to and have those conversations with, I, hi- I highly, highly recommend just taking a moment and being vulnerable with them because it has done wonders for me. Now, updates for me. You'll hear me mention on this podcast that uh, my girlfriend, Bailey, moved in. Uh, I mentioned at the top of this prelude that uh, we recently got engaged. I couldn't be more thrilled uh, to spend the rest of my life with this person that I love deeply and have known from a very, very early stage that this was the person that I wanted to be with forever. Um, I also recently accepted an offer from the University of Connecticut uh, to a PhD program for uh, their perception, action, and cognition division, and I will be studying in the ecological psychology branch of that to hopefully earn my PhD, Um, and Bailey and I will be moving there at the end of the summer. That's quite a lot of change uh, for all of us, quickly and in a short amount of time, and, um, you know, after a year of a lot of turmoil, anxiety, God knows what, um, so... I don't think this is the last time that you'll hear an episode of Backyard Therapy by any means, but I also don't know when the next one will come out. I don't want to um, pretend like I do. Uh, (laughs) There is the lost first episode, and I know that I have an extra listener question segment somewhere that may drop at some point. Who knows? But I do have another podcast that I have been working on in the background between trying to graduate, relocate across the country, and getting engaged. It is called The Expanded Self, and it will be on, uh, it will be one-on-one interviews with people that have been inspirational, pivotal, motivational, or a big part of my life in some way, shape, or form. We will be diving deep into what it is about them that makes them so great, and the impact that they had on my life, as well as hearing from people that influenced their lives as well. I plan to speak to friends, family members, professors, professionals, and everything in between that I can muster along the way. The goal is to show the interconnectivity of all of us, and that every single day, you have the opportunity to leave a lasting impact. Whether you know it or not, it will transfer to someone down the line. And I think that's a pretty powerful sentiment that I've been trying to explore, both internally, um, and trying to find a way to express it creatively as well. Uh, The first guest is going to be my good friend and someone who's mentioned on this podcast quite a bit is uh, Courtney Blevins, aka Blev. That episode is recorded and almost complete. I also just completed another episode with uh, my co-host on this podcast, Ryan Drake. Uh, I would like to get a few of those ready to go. Uh, as it tends to be a deeper preparation commitment from what I can tell on my end. Uh, but that's, re- that's really for another time. Um, enough of me really waxing poetic about the boys and our respective journeys ahead of us. You're here for... One, two, one, two, three.
On this week's episode, the guys talk about Ryan's boxing career, the great coffee heist of Panera Bread, collectible nostalgia, and weird sleeping habits. And now, Backyard Therapy. There we go. Hi, guys. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. I've been dying to know. Uh-huh. How's boxing going? <laughs> did I tell you about this? No, your Instagram did. Oh, shit. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. oh, no, I talked to Dan about it. I know. Uh, dude, it's, it's wild. Really? It's a journey. I'm on a journey. Are you doing it? Are you going to a gym or just doing it by yourself? I'm doing it because I want to fight somewhat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Excellent, man. You, you got just the- in case. So I started going to a gym by my house. There's a boxing gym specifically for boxing. Shout them out. Well, oh, too many people. You don't want to get stalked. I get it. No, 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 no. Well, I don't have the best thing to say about them, so I don't want to be like, here, I'm going to put blast. All I'm going to say is there's a the boxing gym. Don't want to make commitments. Yeah, well, you know. There's a boxing gym <laughs> close to my house. bitch. But <laughs> I went there for five classes in January. And what prompted, what prompted this? Just because I've been, I mean, every, this is like the f- third like winter that i've been like really since i've really got into running uh-huh. and, like when it gets cold it's it sucks well you just can't run as much i don't do it i mean some people mm-hmm. will be like well fuck it i'm just gonna run through the cold anyway i think that's insanity i can't do it yeah I, it's gotta be above 50 degrees for me to go run outside i agree with that <laughs> um and so i was like well i want to do something and i mean i thought about really i mean i was just trying to think about, do i want to get into like yoga do i want to go back to the gym and just do normal gym stuff and right. i was like i want to fucking try bo- i've always heard boxing is like insane i want to yeah. try boxing and boy, is it insane. I was not prepared for the full body, just insanity. Really? Just rip you to shreds. Yeah. So like, you I think I talked to you after one of my first classes yeah. where I was like, my body has never hurt this badly. It was gnarly. Dawkins is letting us know that Bailey's here. Fuck. Yeah, no, I, it's just a fucking full, full body. body workout in a way I did not. I thought... Are you I mean, jumping I, rope? No. Okay. But um, I just thought that because my cardio... I have good cardio. I thought that was like a big part of it was like being able to to like last, you know. Right. Like, yeah. I was not prepared for the impact and like how much it fucking affects the rest of your body. Mm. Like I don't, it's crazy. Anyway, I did a couple classes there, and it was kind of expensive though, and also it wasn't they weren't like super COVID friendly. Ah, I gotcha. gotcha. They were <laughs> kissing you know, on the mouth and stuff. not wearing masks, and we we're pretty close <laughs> together. And right. it's obviously your gym. People are you know exhaling a lot. Gotcha. And uh, they were like touch you, like to, like touch you, like adjust your form. And right. I was like, oh, this is weird. Did you get so, hit in the face? No, 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 no. There's no. We're not actually fighting each other. It's just uh, okay, all. Okay. It's all. Do you want to get hit in the it's face? Is, is that no, what this I'm is not about? trying to fight anybody. I'm no, not doing just it to technique fight here. This is yeah. this is purely exercise. Yeah. Interesting. Just a new form of like something different. Nice. But right. I ended up just like fuck it. I'm just gonna get a heavy bag for my house. So I bought a punching bag for my house and Excellent. I joined joined nice. Fight Camp, which is like the Peloton of boxing. Is it really? Yeah. And it's go on. Do you do it's it every day? Fucking wild. Not every. God no. Every day would kill me. <laughs> um. Uh, like, how how long do you do it for? When you do it, and how often? Probably thirty minutes every every other day. That's great though. I mean, I I think that it's just really intense i don't know i mean i'm sure as i get more used to it i'll continue i'll be able to work up to maybe every five times a week or something right but right now it's 30 minutes what hurts the, the most my back my lower back and my shoulders really yeah because i think my lower back because i just had bad right hook punch or form 
for the first couple of times I did it. And like, you can fuck your back up by throwing well, it right And it's a lot of, I mean, when you're throwing punches, like you're reaching, you yeah. know, and that's super, that, that's a real, when I was like real, real heavy overweight, that's like the easiest way I would throw my back out is reaching for stuff. And it's just, or when I would be helping people move, it's just like your lower back goes out because you're just reaching and you're like, I didn't do anything. That's, a, that's ridiculous. But at least you're throwing a punch. So. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is, like, the basic shit that you hear your entire life about boxing, and it's, like, I just I just remember, like, oh, I've heard this my whole life, but I never actually thought about it, but it's just, like, keep your hands up, keep your hands up and your elbows in. That's, like, 80%, and you have to keep, you can't stop moving, you have to be constantly yeah. moving. So that's that like is most cardio comes like into water. Yeah, it kind of is, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cardio involved, obviously, but... Like you throw a couple punches, like oh yeah, I can do this all day, and like a minute later, you're like, I'm dying. Please, <laughs> please put me out of my misery. Yeah, wow. Like when I first, the first class I went to, I was throwing these. I was like, man, I'm fucking killing this already. But it was like literally five minutes into a forty minute class, and like by the time I hit minute ten, I was like, I'm ready to quit. I gotta take a rest. Man, <laughs> yeah, man, I yeah. that's high speed stuff. I hadn't worked out. I pretty much took about six to eight weeks off more or less just from everything one it got cold so i quit running outside and two mm-hmm. just quit working out here um focusing on like phd interviews and thesis stuff and just general holiday malaise uh malaise so i worked out this week uh, consecutively <laughs> Tan with the ad lib yeah <laughs> <Malaise>! <laughs> uh, so i worked out a few days consecutively this week for the first time in a while and buddy there there is no more evident evidence of if you don't use it you lose it then exercise and like being oh, yeah. in shape oh like yeah you you truly lose it quicker than you'll ever 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 get it i was so sore and it was such a dumbass mistake because i was moving bailey out of her house all week and i'm just so sore my butt hurts and i <laughs> you know like i would have to sit down and sore butt yeah you know just doing leg workouts from home and stuff it was, it was ridiculous i'm getting old so- i learned my bit i learned that like a year ago about right now when the winter 2019 came and i quit running for a couple months from like december through february i didn't run because it was cold right and then covid started and i was like well it's nothing else going on i'm gonna get i'm gonna get because i mean, at the time when i stopped i was going 10 miles like easily wow and i was when the covid started we were in it was march and we were and i was like well i was gonna start running anyway now i'm gonna have all the time in the world and i went out the first time, the time and i could barely world. make it i could barely make it four miles before i was like i have to stop i'm dying wow. and i was like I literally just just a couple of months ago i've lost over half my miles that i could have done it's an unfair ratio is what it is the work you have to put in to just keep it going yeah and yeah. Then to the second you stop for a little bit it just shrinks back up and it's gone it's crazy yeah yeah it's not enjoy it and getting older makes it way harder hmm? way harder I, the ratio gets shrunk I'm, even I'm more. just so tired all the time <laughs> i don't even have a kid you know dan how, how are you uh, sleep wise, I'm great, man. I sleep like a baby. Really? Yeah, I do. That's, That's just awesome. my thing. Does she sleep? Th- does shallow sleep? She there? sleeps like a. I mean, I guess she rounds out the metaphor. She sleeps like a baby. Beautiful. Like she, she, <laughs> yeah. she sleeps really well. I mean, uh, lately she used to sleep completely the entire night in her bed. Yeah, just like from about eight, eight, uh, nine thirty sometimes um, to about seven you know and she'd crush it but now she's jumping into the big bed lately Ooh. yeah it's a sneaky little trend especially with it being cold and like not going out and it's like yeah. cozy and like there's nothing like just cuddling your kid like that at night uh-huh. and then she gets used to it and you get used to it and you're like oh my goodness we got ourselves a bad habit here yeah <laughs> so uh have to try to 
push that back a little bit, but we both are just like conked out. Just That's amazing. Morning. Both of us were just sleepers. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. Yeah, Best sleep I've had in <laughs> so long. So I got I got my uh, first vaccine shot. Ooh. Why? How? Who did you, who, 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 uh, you do for that? I told the, I went to that big lab that had the lab in Norman where they uh-huh. did like 10,000 people on Monday. Okay. I went there. I'm told them I was a smoker and they're like, all right, great. Wait, so is <laughs> that put it- you at high risk? I, apparently. Here's the thing. I know. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Uh, if you go to those vaccine portals and you fill out the info, because I had to do it for my mom now, too. Uh-huh. And I noticed when I took her, she's, I got her, she has her second shot now. She's fully vaxxed. Both, um, the, fully both vaxxed. my parents just got their second one this past week. Yeah, so did my mom. Did and she so, but like when you fill that info, I filled it all out for her. And I was like, you can say that you have all these things, that, like comorbidities. Right. But they're not verifying it, which is, I'm not saying everyone should just right. lie and like, I'm not saying everyone, but I guess I kind of did though. <laughs> but like the thing with the Norman thing was either. They're just allowing anyone or smoking counts as a comorbidity that allows you to get in. Were there a ton of people there? They did 10,000 people that day. I mean, you were there like just with all those people like masks on and everything? Yeah. I mean, it was fast. I mean, it was Mm. boom, boom, in, out. I I mean, I've seen (laughs) nurses I follow on Instagram because I follow so many nurses. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) The the whole nurse like, hey, if you can get get to the clinic, you know, we have... 20 vaccines left you know by but if you can't get here by six we're gonna have to throw them away hi bailey that's insane by the way like oh yeah these things that everyone wants we're just gonna toss them out yeah and are you, it's like working at city bites yeah i mean uh, <laughs> that's, exactly what it's, that's exactly what it's like dan we had to make Break a sandwich if you mess up a sandwich you had to throw it away it was like no that's, we can't give it out it's like okay well i could just give this to somebody for free see, starbucks like, nope. is the opposite they're like oh you too, too many ice cubes you want three more of these and you just pick which one is perfect and you can just take the rest anyway that's totally fine well you'd think you'd be like oh i messed up you want it for free but no they're like you gotta you gotta toss it oh man all right i got a lot of things to say now i can't wait side these are all sidebars but like the reason i brought up the covid shot was that's the the fucking everyone else talked about like arm pain but like for yeah. me it fatigued the shit out of me and i was just knocked out for about 24 hours my mom it hurt her, it hurt her arm a little bit like initially and then that went away and then she slept she, she slept for like 18 hours i slept for 12 hours i yeah. fell asleep and i took and i even drank two energy drinks trying to stay up to watch the end of the osu basketball game and i Son finally finally was it was like 11 p.m <laughs> and i just passed out and i slept till 11 a.m have you tried to track yourself on gps what do you mean oh it's the vaccine right no they didn't I, my microchip hasn't come online yet as far oh, as that's I nice that's you're nice. not in the cloud yet um but so that was like the best sleep i ever had i was just like fucking covid vaccine me Ooh, every day that's okay. great I good for you it. i bet that, that sounds lovely. delightful uh it does sounds delightful until you're struggling to stay awake trying to watch a basketball so game. you mm. you have you've had both no i just got the first one my second one's in mid-march but interesting um, interesting because my understanding jo- the first one is like the one and the second one's like a booster shot right i'm not the johnson and johnson one yet. uh it just got approved too. emergency approval so but the other thing i was going to say is that you were talking about you just said starbucks and throwing shit out yeah i don't know if anyone knows this because i was not i was a skeptic until literally this week right panera bread can we talk about panera bread i love okay. oh, is it the coffee yeah okay what? so what they first said they have a thing it's the all you can drink coffee thing? for like 15 bucks a month first of all it's 8.99 whoa secondly there's specific if you just like search around for it i got served an ad on facebook for three months totally free right so i signed up for three months free and i just fucking roll up to panera get on the app place my order and they walk it out to your car and what I can get, are, what, what I, get the, I get a giant iced coffee from them every day. Okay, that was what I was going to ask. I like, what are the limitations of it? 
I get a giant iced coffee from him every you day. Iced coffee? Any, yeah, any size wow. you want. Um, you can't get the fancier ones. Like, I have to get straight up just iced coffee with almond milk. I can't get, like... No, a, I'm cool with that. With almond yeah. milk, that's pretty fancy. But it's, like, completely <laughs> free. So you could post up there... Well, they let you say every two hours you're allowed to get another drink. So I've gone back. Jeez. It's every two hours? Every so two hours I go back. Up, bro. <laughs> like, yesterday I got a giant iced coffee, and I also went back and got tea later. Today I got Starbucks just because I had a free Starbucks on my app, so I was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks today, but... How's your heart? Uh, not great. I got a. Th- <laughs> I had a thing last year. <laughs> yeah. My heart scan last year, and it was. They said it was going to explode soon. So interesting. Yeah. The, those are the words. So, yeah. You're just living it. life to its fullest, right? Yolo. Yeah. Um, but the Panera thing is real as fuck. Like I was shocked. How I thought there was going to be a catch. How is the iced coffee? I mean, it's not the best, but it's not. I mean, Panera's. Um, it's not as good as Dunkin' or Starbucks. How, but it's just how a, convenient? A slight is, step below. How convenient is Panera to your lifestyle? Because. It's literally right by where I live. It's right that's next true. to the Starbucks that I always go to. Okay, that's that's fair. I don't think... Nope. There's no Panera. It, it's... Memorial, probably. Yeah, Memorial. It's too far. I could get to a couple different Starbucks. I got Starbucks one decently close. I could probably pop in, in there and get a couple free coffees. I'm just saying... Hate that, it. I'm yeah. saying I've been using so many apps for like restaurants now. Like They're the best. Excellent. I was, I've was i been a skeptic for so long. I was like, I'm just going to fucking go to a you restaurant. Yeah, rewards programs? uh for what like food uh, oh yeah like every restaurant has their own shit like for the longest time i was like whatever if i want to go to a place i'll just go to the place or i'll call it in or whatever no dude get on the app they give you all sorts of free shit it's so much easier get on that chick-fil-a does not fuck around about every five days we get something free hell yeah it's amazing but like also just the being able to customize it completely and then send it and they just bring it out to my like i just roll up to panera push a button on the app and they bring it out to my car (laughs) wow yeah no waiting in a drive through line. How are they going to go money? inside? I think they are assuming, assuming that after three months, I'll just let it keep. I mean, even if the eight ninety nine, I don't know. Three how months make money. is a, I mean, well, ninety day period. That's quite a, quite a bit. I know it's for amazing. This is the best thing that's happened to me in my life. It's incredible. Good free iced coffee every two hours for three months. <laughs> you do, I do tip them. So Will he make tip in the app the it's entirety like a dollar, of but, the ninety days before his heart explodes. Like yeah, come find out out experiment. It's like supersize me, but with Panera's iced coffee. <laughs> that would be awful. You'd probably do it much quicker. <laughs> oh yeah. Insane. What else is going on? Uh I got the vaccine. And that's about it. <laughs> that's cool though. Yeah. How's work? Still uh good? boxing. We're doing boxing. Uh it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we don't cool. Need to right. that. <laughs> Off mic work. Off talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan the OC Hutt. pod comes back at the end of March, if anyone cares. Excellent. Uh, yeah, season start two. We start recording tomorrow, yeah. Cool. How cool. far are you along on the, the show right now? We're starting season two tomorrow. Oh, the, okay. Season two of the actual And it comes show. back March 30th. We'll, we'll release the episode starting March 31st. Okay. Nice. What's, what's been new with you, Dan? Anything special? Man, so much and so little at the same time, you know? Oh, wow. exp- expand on that, you <laughs> wise, wise man. Oh, man, just nothing really. Can't even... Articulated, articulated, or talk about it yeah. just in case. Yeah, no, 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 totally fair. <laughs> Top <laughs> secret, everything. Yeah, uh, actually, that's something that I just thought about on the drive over here. Excellent. So I wanted to talk. First of all, one thing is they're they're connected to the same thing. Part of it is I am probably just an idiot and I don't understand something. You're not an idiot. Uh, thank you. Um, so I'm a fan of this podcast called Reply All. I think I've talked to right. you. I think I've talked to you both about it before. Yep. They're in trouble this week. There's some drama. Yeah, what happened there? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. So this is where I'm like... I saw that they were trending, for, yeah. and I don't, I couldn't figure it out. So this is where... And I literally just saw the episode... This is relevant. I saw the episode recently of The Office at my mom's house, where uh, the warehouse was about to start a union. 
Oh, excellent. And then Jan comes down and just says, fuck you. If you start a union, we're closing the branch. Right. And like, I was like, damn. And then I started, I really don't understand unionizing, I guess, when it comes to I, companies. I really don't either. Um, but like the thing with Reply All is they're part of Gimlet Media. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a series on Bon Appetit magazine and how they had a bunch of unionization efforts that mm. were cut down by people like management or whatever. Right. I just don't understand why the unionizing why to be anti-union is like a like cancelable offense almost because the thing with gimlet was that they were trying to start a union because they wanted i mean obviously you start a union because you want better pay or more benefits or whatever i understand that part more leverage right Mm -hmm. and one of the hosts and one of the producers of reply all were allegedly anti-union and because they were anti-union they had to people found out about it and like called for their jobs and they had to leave their jobs. That's where I was like, I don't understand huh. why being anti-union is like a cancelable offense that like, they I think to- it's a very specific to what industry it is. Like with online journalism, uh-huh. that's a hot button topic because people don't know how to actually use it correctly, mm-hmm. you know, especially freelance work. Cause you know, there's just, there's so much there, but I mean, you're not going to get a cancelable offense for doing any kind of energy union or a union for, something that's already been there before you know it's like just now doing it it's now a cancelable offense which is really odd well, i mean i know that people don't understand i mean digital media and in particular is like a still kind of a wild west there's not like totally. a standard of this is how much you should make and this mm-hmm. is how much you should be paid but like people were just like those fucking union busters at gimlet media need to resign and I was like, damn, I didn't understand that that was such a fucking not like big deal i guess uh, do you think it's um, just that it's blind it, it's seen as blind allegiance to corporations over like the small guy i mean i think but even if you i kind of feel like i'm i mean i i support anyone who wants to make more money and all that shit but like I've, i'm i'm the same way but i i'm just talking it out i don't i don't know the answer but like at the same time you know me i fucking love big companies i, I love do. starbucks i love target you, you eat the slop I, I, hey <laughs> yeah, i'm right absolutely. there with you yeah. you know i like those, <laughs> i love corporate world i love the corporate world <laughs> the impulse aisles like we're in whatever store that you're at whatever is by a, a cash register i they have i feel like it's a truman show experiment on me because i they have an 80 percent success rate and by they i mean every store I, if I'm standing in line long enough, I'm like looking around. I'm like, damn, yeah, I really do kind of want some of this stuff. It is like, interesting how when you go to like a, like an electronics store like Best Buy and you get those aisles by the cash register, just like candy and potato chips. You're like, why is this yeah. in Best Buy? But also, why do I want it right now? <laughs> Dude, Wayne's World one and two on the same DVD uh-huh. for three ninety nine. <laughs> why wouldn't I get that? I'm paying that much in tax you- anyway. I mean, you could double that and get free iced coffee every month, but yeah, that's, every day. That's a, that's a fair point. But like, so that was part of it was like, I was just shocked at how that they had to resign from their jobs because they were like union busters, I guess. Um, Interesting. I just didn't fully uh, understand Union's always that. been very anti-business. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been like the person who is in charge of that business scared to death by the union, yeah. right? Because they can start hemorrhaging money in certain ways and certain bends and things like that. And so it's always like at first very like, uh, we're going to potentially lose a lot of money if they unionize. And so that's where that first is. But I think you have to have the, you know, um, the idea that if they do have that comfort, then maybe they'll work better, right? Like they'll actually have that comfort to, of their jobs, right? And so. Well, then, yeah, I understand why you would want to unionize. And I feel like I would uh-huh. also want to if I were in their situation. Just but depends on the industry. To be anti union 
and to have to resign from your job. They didn't get fired, but they were told like they everyone's like you need to resign, so they were like fuck it, I guess right. we'll resign. Right. Um, and I tried to look into it as much as I could, and it's for, from my understanding, it wasn't like it was just like a diversity issue or anything like that. It was literally just a normal union. We wanted to get paid x amount and we need this these level of benefits didn't the ringer have a union yeah they had an issue as well but that was but that's what that's what i was thinking of because there was theirs i think was more about diversity and well no initially theirs was just about like their everyone feeling like they're being paid i mean i don't know just being paid fairly but like being represented and protected like all the way to the graphics people everybody uh, it was it was before the diversity stuff um and then the diversity stuff kicked it way way up again over the summer but i remember some of the arguments against that were like man it was bill simmons you know like he got fired or left espn three people went with him they took a gamble he you know put his net net worth and uh reputation and connections on the line and made it work you know like i i yeah get- but at the same but i do understand that part but at the yeah. same time he didn't want to pay. I mean, his employees were paid the lowest i think of of like what you could live on in like the digital media world like right, I, right? i'm not I, and i'm not advocating that i'm just saying like but like for so for him to pay his employees so little and then just get them to a, a level where they wanted to start a union right. and then take a ginormous check from spotify and walk away and be like well it's not my problem anymore you yeah. guys deal with it i was like that's kind of fucked up yeah is that what happened yeah i mean they're negotiating with spotify it's not a bill simmons issue anymore he's out like he does his podcast from his house and like that's what his he's just completely out that's what it that's the nature i mean he's he's involved with the company still but it's no longer his decision as who gets paid what interesting cool i mean it's a spotify thing um i have a question yeah for both of you do you guys get the top shot uh, Uh, nba right now i was trying to look into that that a little bit but no i don't are you familiar with it ryan i'm not I kind of fuck it. with it a little bit. Go for it. I don't know the exact acronym. Is it NFT? Or... Yeah, non-fungible token. Yeah. So basically, I mean, how I see it is it's actual digital trading cards. Mm-hmm. And they, they market it as such. And you have to pay for a highlight. So it's like if you were to buy a pack of basketball cards just right. from Walmart. And you opened up and now I own those cards. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same thing. You go to this website. Top Shot, which is in partner with the NBA, they're making right, I saw that. so much money. You get in line, you get a pack, right? And randomly, you get, you know, a, a Trey Young three, right? And that's worth so much, right, on the market. But you own those. You own those images. You have like whatever the Bitcoin language that they write on there. They make it official, and then you own that. And so it's it's just like trading cards, just online. And so you actually have... How does the value fluctuate? Like what makes it go up in value? The basically just... of the player and different yeah. things like that. So it really is like a trading card. Yeah, so like, like Zion Williamson Dunk mm-hmm. is like one of the highest ones. The Luka Doncic three to win the game the other day. Yeah. That moment is so raw and so intense that boom, people want that but, one. So I have a question. So since the NBA is involved with that, that's how this works, right? Yeah. But is there only one of each? No, there's... there's I mean, they make their own... It's probably limited, right? Uh, yeah, so they limit it, and you c- it, only a certain amount of people can actually get the cards themselves, and so you have to like get in at the right time to buy it, I guess, and kind of wait and hope okay. that you get it. Um, hmm. And so, I mean, it, it seems interesting. That's so crazy. In the fact- this in the moment, because I feel like when we like we I used to collect Pokemon cards. I feel like you right. used it too. 
And like when I was we were, about to talk about that too. Like the rarest one, the big one that you wanted was like the Charizard hologram. Correct. But I feel like that was a big, big one because Pokemon decided it was going to be the big one and they made less of them. Right. Yeah. Similar yeah. to that. Right. Okay. But like, how do they know in the moment that like the Luca shot is going to be like the one that people are going to want? Because of social media traction, it gets that very second. You know how many times you see that shot going off? Like you look on Twitter, it's like a hundred Luca shots, everyone freaking out. So right. Okay. So how soon after that happens that they release that as like a thing? I, think, I don't know. I think it may be like the next day or so. Like they have like these rounds that you can step in and interesting and buy them and that'd be a weird process. Yeah, and see, I don't know about the money side of it. Right. So like, it's all crypto. Yeah, you got to kind of. It's not like you can put money in and just like. Have you guys looked into crypto? Money. Crypto. Have what? Have you guys looked into crypto? I'm not smart. Enough Very to, surface you know, level. I, no. I bought all that Dogecoin a long time ago, and I cashed it out a couple of weeks ago when it popped off, and I was like, "I'm good. I'm here. Man, I'm done." The, the I bought it in at like seven cents, and then it just dropped dropped to the floor. Yeah, I feel like that's crypto, though, right? Like, right. But then I was like, "Well, I'm not going to sell it until it gets back." As soon as it got back up, I sold it and just broke even on it. But yeah, I'm just not smart enough to know. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just don't. That's it's one. I want to learn a lot of things and that's just like not one thing I want to learn is like a a different fucking currency system and and that's no knock against it but it's just I don't think I'm great at the one I got you know like I I, I need I I need I'm really trying to get better focus on this one yeah you know I'm really trying to make some personal strides you know like financially (laughs) and the one that is widely accepted I don't really know how I can handle la la land you know and just like studying up on it i am still waiting to break even on the game I mean, stuff considering thing, that you know? <laughs> like i know that's not the same thing but i mean like that's it's retail trading and i i you know it sounds like retail finance with crypto too i just don't get it yeah i would love i would love for it to be explained to me well and i mean someone come tell tell me about it don't send me a fucking video i want it like someone i know just break it down bite size like the wiki the wiki how to you know the wiki how i need a wiki how the the artists yes i knew a guy in houston who uh, they're dark took a training on uh bitcoin and how it paid a little bit of money for it went to like a couple weekends of it and they like actually showed him how to do it and then he started using it and trading it and selling it i mean i knew up to a point because back i mean when i was looking somewhat looking at it or looking into it or trying to figure it out you had to mine it yourself. Like you had to, you had to have yeah. your own computer set aside, dedicated just for Bitcoin mining. Mm-hmm. And it just tedious. ran all the time. I mean, you just had that computer. I knew people that set them up in banks because they were like, as soon as it hits a certain point, you pull all the plugs and you shut it down. You don't let it connect to the internet again. Right. Because it's like that it stays at that level. And I didn't really fully understand all this, but like I knew people, I knew I'd heard about people who had done that. I knew that you had to have like these computers set up to mine Bitcoin, but now you can just invest in them like they are stocks, which I don't really understand. I don't quite either. Because you don't really own them. I mean, you can't really spend it as far as I know. Mm-hmm. You're just investing in the value of Bitcoin instead of getting actual Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's weird to me. That's weird to me too. I don't, that's, yeah. why, I, that's why I get lost. So. I got nothing. I did say one of my New Year's resolutions. I did a podcast a couple of, like two months ago and we're talking about New Year's resolutions with my friend Harold and. I said, I want to, I've seen so many things pop off that I saw. I was like, I should have, I thought about investing right. in that, or I thought about the potential yeah. of investing in that. And I didn't. So that was one of my resolutions this year was to like find some stuff to invest in. Nice. And so, yeah, we'll see. Get on the front end of I something. Got some, I got some Snapchat. Snapchat somehow just keeps going up. Yeah. It's constantly 
you up yeah <laughs> and yeah. so i bought some snapchat and i bought amc before all the shit happened oh cool and i still have it i still, I have still like, think that's a good one though i still have like 15 shares of amc it may, because i mean I, it makes sense it's only gonna bounce back that's what i was saying i was like when yeah. the theaters open again i feel like it's gonna go higher than it did a couple and weeks I, ago. I still have blackberry and i like blackberry because they're they partnered with amazon uh to be in vehicles like have alexa in vehicles because they uh blackberry is in 175 million cars in china and they also partnered with like the google of china there so it's the google of china blackberry and amazon and they have this like mobile uh automobile software and it's like the best encryption and just widely used and stuff like that but amazon just got with it so they're really that's why i got into it and then blackberry was one of the meme stocks Mm -hmm. and i think got lost in the shuffle but i mean i'm i'm still all the way in that amazon bump yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) get you up do you see see, it's, it's not jake okay which one is the one that doesn't fight they both, they both fight. fight. Well, the one that I learned this from didn't you, Dan. knock out Nate Robinson. Couldn't tell you. Jake Paul is the one. That Logan's knocked... the older one. Okay, so Lo- Jake Paul knocked out yes. Nate Robinson. Yes, so Logan's the older one. So last night he was doing a live on YouTube. Yeah, the unboxing shit. Yes. I read this. Go go for it. Wait, unboxing. Unboxing of original Pokemon cards. Box oh. breakers. And he bought what two million dollars worth of it. It's like the wait what? Yeah. Uh, he had just I want to say he had. 15 boxes of the original ones, just like actual boxes. Where did he get these boxes? They were just he found, got them, found them somewhere. Pokemon. Yep. He bought and they sold him He's 15 do- boxes for $2 million. Yes. But here's the thing is that all of those cards that he opened live, their worth was unbelievable. He got the hologram Charizard. He opened it live on yeah. uh, YouTube. And so uh-huh. that thing sold for like, it was like a million dollars. He, he basically like, averaged 40 grand. A box, from what I read. Yeah, he got a lot, like a ton of duds, just the one I saw, but then he got like a hologram Charizard of Vsor and just like, and one was 400k, one was almost a million. Yeah, he got- That's not, but those cards aren't worth that, though. I mean- A a hologram Charizard in mint condition is not worth- It's more about the, I guess, the original packaging from Pokemon or something that he got to open. I mean, maybe it's because it was opened by him live on YouTube, it could be worth more, but I don't think just a mint condition- Charizard, Charizard first. For I mean, it was much. the first edition, maybe. I still don't think it was Kobe that Bryant high. rookie card. Just, uh, I think it's about to sell for a million um, dollars, ten or a hundred thousand. See what that Luca went for today? Uh, uh-uh. four point two million dollars. That's insanity. Bought it today. Someone bought it today. Four point two million dollars. Uh, one of one, Luca Doncic card. Man, you know, uh, cards. You know, I have a ton. You know, from back in the day. So there's there's some gold here there somewhere, but our pre pod. You, you I brought definitely, those. yeah, yeah. The pre pod, <laughs> the last episode. You you lost, lost, lost. You had previously. Uh, previously, lost episodes. You box broke a whole lot of cool cards, but I mean, I have a ton. I just missed this wave on it. I guess you know, I'm not. I got other shit. I got to spend my money on. Right. I wish I was yeah. eleven. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just buying cards to buy cards and just loading up, and it being thirty bucks for a box. I mean, it was like seventeen bucks for like a a decent upper deck box at Target back in the day. I'll happily sell every valuable card I have for seventy cents on the dollar. Now, right now. I will say this: I know, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you I don't this. Give a fuck. I'll tell you a story. This is an unsourced story. Broker the deals yourselves. Like, yeah, whatever. Just take it. Yeah, like please, rob me blind. Sorry. I got a, a, a kind of slightly scintillating story. Well, I was going to say that, like, as of summer After 2020, <laughs> as of summer 2020, the highest selling Pokemon card 
was the first edition foil mint condition Charizard that went on eBay for $55,000. So Interesting. I don't understand how he made that much money on these cards. That's the number I read, so that's what I'm going to stick with. But, I mean, it was there was a ton of money being flown around. Uh, going on his TikTok, I think he explains it a little bit about how much money. I mean, maybe it's because it was him, and he sold it. Right. It could have gone up a lot. But There's anyway, what were there. you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, so this is unsourced. You know, you didn't hear it from me, and we're not pointing anybody out, but. Uh, I know of a f- former Walmart Walmart employee who used to slang Pokemon cards <laughs> for some drogas <laughs> on the side because that used to be the coin of currency to get all that stuff. Wow. Before there was Bitcoin, there was Pokemon and cards. And they would do it for like, I mean, it was a lot of Pokemon cards. They'd get it a lot for just like the packs and stuff. Like, really? These dudes were really into it and like trading and selling it. And so they made quite a bit, but you didn't hear from me. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's that. Like, that could be happening right here. What <laughs> What do you think the most valuable collectible thing you have is? Not to be, be like, hey, put an X on your house, come rob me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, nah, I don't mm. even know if I really have any. Do you think question. it's uh, Do you think it's something in your cards? I would imagine. Yeah, there's probably there's a Michael Jordan card. There's a lot of Ken Griffey rookie cards that I've got that are just really top notch. Hopefully, you know they just get better with age. Um, I have a a really young Kobe card. I have a almost rookie Shaq card. Now my uncle has a rookie Jackie Robinson card, and I find that to be one of the best cards I've ever Whoa. seen. That's a big one. And so um, I'm trying to think of other ones. What about you, Ryan? So let's go back to what you said a minute ago about selling your shit for pennies yeah, on the dollar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I up until I, I want to say it was probably two summers ago, twenty nineteen maybe. My buddy, I have a friend in Oklahoma City who's very into Magic the Gathering and collecting specific, oh, man. very specific <laughs> types. He's so he collects very specific Magic the Gathering cards. He's he looks for like misprints. Those are like his specialty. Oh wow! And um, I had I don't know how familiar you guys are with Magic, but I was a, I was used to be a big Magic player. There's a card called a Black Lotus. And it's like the rarest, most insane Magic the Gathering card. I did not, I had a version of a Black Lotus, but I had like a reprint. So it wasn't as crazy high demand as like the original. But I had a reprint of a Black Lotus. um, Hmm. And it was mixed in with, I had a shoebox full of Magic cards. And I had had my rare ones like in a book. Did you ever go to Atomic Comics and get, huh? Oh, yeah. And get the handful for like the dollar? Oh, no, no. no. Uh, Maybe I did that. I used to go to Atomic Comics. Yeah. You used to play? You did I had a black, I had a black death deck, yeah. Ooh, shit, you went down, dude. <laughs> yeah, I won some. I, I won some tournaments and uh, Magic oh. and Dragon Ball Z cards. Wow. Wow. You won some tournaments, big like DE over gold there, medal? Not, big Dragon Energy. I mean, I didn't win like. Big, I mean, I won like weekend tournaments at the card shop, but not you like won state, the tournament, national. Though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who gives you shit? You won the tournament I you did, were in, yeah. right? <laughs> it was fun. It Damn. was like I was. Yeah. Anyway, I had a. A reprint Black Lotus that I think would have the value, like mint condition value, was like six hundred bucks or something. Ooh. And I, I mean, the original's worth like a hundred thousand or something crazy. Damn. But I had a friend who's very into magic, so I sold him. I had a, my shoebox full of shit. I didn't even know what was in it, and I sold him that shoebox full of shit and my rare cards, including my Black Lotus. I was like, just take all of it for five hundred bucks, and he's like, done, done deal. And I was like, perfect great we sold them all 500 bucks they're off my hands i don't have to deal with putting them online some i mean i know it's like the gary v way is always like put your shit online and sell it individually it's like no just take all my shit Dude. 500 unload it i don't have to do anything else i'm done i would love to group everything i've ever had of value and just be like 
Here it all is. Yeah. I'll take 15% less than what it's worth. Whatever. Easily. Yeah, and then they start, you know, pawn starring you. Pawn. Pawn starring you. Watch yourself. You know, they're like, I'll give you five bucks. You're like, five bucks? That was 50 bucks in my head just now. I mean, but. I remember he threw out like 500 and I was like, yes, immediately. I was like, yep. Wow. Just take, I was like, I, was, I would have done it for fucking 200 probably. <laughs> and then just take them, up, take them away Look from me. That. I, I don't even know the route to go to get full value for that card. Like, how do you, who do you contact? So I don't for know. the Magic, back to the Magic tournament. Yeah. How, because one time I walked by uh-huh. a Magic tournament happening and these dudes, the door opened, all of them just came out there like hit the vape like hard <laughs> as fuck and they were just like oh, we've been at this for 12 hours straight oh man like no sleep and like going after should it. we write a movie like rounders but for magic the gathering just underground magic games absolutely right? well i, I, just, I think they were that going would hard crush. they were going for a while i just i mean there, it's like, a one-on-one game and i mean i'm assuming if they were all playing each other it could take that long i mean a game doesn't take that long maybe an hour Hmm. Man, I um, used to love that game. I've been playing it so long, I couldn't even really begin. I used to love those cards. Dude, fucking man. tap your mana, baby. The mana. Um. So that was probably the most valuable collectible thing I had because I got rid of most of my shit. But as when I was when I moved, I just get rid of shit. I throw it all away. Mine, but ha- um, mine has to be cards as well, like some baseball or basketball. I have a copy of this video game called Lunar Two Eternal Blue. Ooh. Japanese RPG. So poetic. From the PlayStation 1. I bought the box set way back in the day. Back in like 1999 maybe? 2000? Right. Bought the box set, the collectible box set that came with like, it came with like a medallion and like a foldable map and like it came with just so much shit. It's like a four disc game. Wow. And it's like a Japanese RPG so you know it's like the nerds love it. I fucking love <laughs> playing it. It's a great it. game. Oh yeah. I played Lunar 1 and 2, both great. Um, But I had this whole box set full of shit and like None of it. I never opened any of the shit that's in the box. It's still unopened. I still have that game in my wow. house. Wow. You know what? I, I want to play it. I oddly think might be one of the most valuable things that we have here is uh, the Nipsey Hustle Crenshaw album. Mm. The one he sold for $1,000. Well, wasn't it $1,000 or was it $100? And he sold 1000 of them. I don't remember now. You don't remember that marketing thing? No, I remember, and, and then I remember Jay-Z that, bought, but I don't yeah. remember which one it I think is. it was a, it was a $100 album and he, he sold like 1000 I don't know. He came up just a million bucks real quick on an album, essentially. Uh, and yeah, I know it's a little posthumous boost, but... Well, and... I mean, he was passing them out at South By, right? Was that what it was? No. Uh, uh, nice Kicks gave us some. Yeah, That's we got... Like, like, they weren't, like, throwing around. Nice Kicks just got, like, a handful, I think is what it was. Uh, Baylor has the original Princess Diana Beanie Baby. The one, like, Whoa. the yeah, the year it came out, like, tag on it and everything. I bet like, that's worth a lot. Yeah. I would imagine at least, like, 15 grand or something, you know? Holy shit. Fuck. I want to get a car. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. That would be so, sweet. Dude, the yeah. world's next Sunday on Oprah. I'll be tuned in. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, they're doing an Oprah. Harry and Harry Megan? Megan? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, oh, wow. I just bought, and I don't have it because I just bought it this week, but I just bought the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack on vinyl, which I think is a collectible, and I'm hoping that will eventually Ooh, go that's great. Yeah, nice. it's, I mean, it's used, but I don't know how, what condition it's in. Um, what's So, my one of my roommates, Tom, he's a ton of collectible shit. Um, you're talking about the Nipsey Hustle thing. Yeah. He bought, like, literally within minutes of the Gina Carano thing happening, oh, he, wow. went on, he went on Amazon and bought her action figure. Smart. And for, like, 30 ah, bucks. Gotcha. And two days just, later it was worth 250 on the, it was, it to because like he showed it to, like 
there was a whole thing with like yeah. it didn't show up right and like we thought he was getting scammed it was a whole thing right. it eventually did show up but like whenever we thought he was getting scammed he was like if you go to buy it again from amazon right now you just click on buy it again it's 250 bucks so it like went up he he was just he got in right when it happened and wow man yeah. did he resell it yet <laughs> no i don't think so gamestop thing really opened my eyes to like just money falling from the sky here and there if you just sniff it out yeah. Now, I say that as a holder of GameStop, losing at least 80% of my money on it, but <laughs> when I got in, there was a point where it was doubled. It just got squeezed on a really, That's really the thing, thing I didn't understand is everyone was like, you gotta hold it, you gotta hold it, hold on forever, and I was like, why? You're, everyone's telling you to hold it just because they want to sell before you. Right. That's, like, these people would not tell you to hold it. People are telling you to hold it because they wanted it to go higher so they can sell it and fuck you. Like, that's right. why they're telling you to hold it. I never understood why people were so gung ho about like it's going to go fucking up and up and up forever. We're all going to hold forever. I was like, these everyone's greedy. Very, everyone's going to sell it immediately. You have a very trusting view on humanity. I thought there was a lot of camaraderie around the fact that these Wall Street fucks are going to die. <laughs> I don't think I would venture a guess that of that whole movement, ten percent of those people were very anti Wall Street, and the other ninety percent were just like, I want to make money fast. Well, it feels good to be... kind of morph together, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say, well, it feels good to be right on that 10, 11% line, just straddling the fence of that, so... Um, I, I think it showed, like, the system at first. It's, like, how it's screwed, right? Like, the, that first day, you're like, wow, this system is so fucked. And then the next day... Is the system fucked, though? Well, listen, the system okay. said, yeah, this is how fucked it is. We're going to actually close it down. Yeah. It's done. So that was so fucked. It was a double day. fucked. <laughs> So there yeah, they show you how they it's shut fucked, it down. and they go, oh, oh yeah, we're confirming that it is fucked. Sorry to tell you, move out of the way. Let the big big money that's been doing this forever, you're going to have to step off. It was fucked if they shut it down, I agree, but I don't understand, but like, I don't think the system is fucked, where it's like, if you, if a lot of people buy one stock, it's going to go through the roof, and that's the risk that I know that hedge funds know about. They run that risk, so they have to know that they're at risk for that happening. So I was like, the whole system is fucked. And I was like, it's not. I feel like we knew this could happen. It's a possibility. And it's happening, right? But the, yeah, okay. But when the hedge theoretically, suck theoretically yes. Okay. <laughs> that this has always been an option. Oh, it's just crazy that it's never happened like that before. Like they've well, never it's not organized. because it, 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 it was inevitably going to happen at the scale of like telecommunication, right? Like of people being able to, I mean, so I'm rewatching Seinfeld and in the first season at the end of it, or it's the very first episode of the second season. It's like, it's the stock tip and George's friend has like this crazy stock tip and they're just checking the paper and stuff on it. We Wilkinson's got a bite on a new one. The Tramco corporation out of uh, Springfield, I think. They're about to introduce some sort of a robot butcher. A robot butcher? You want to get in? Very little time. You can check this shit in real time, text your friends. Like, that definitely changed the game. So, yeah, it was definitely there. Uh, Robin Hood wasn't there and that's where the thing gets conflated right is like they were pitched as this retail investor and I was like okay cool makes sense to me I'm, I don't know how to fuck with the brokerage I don't know you know all I know is I can put money here if it says it buys that because I, I wanted to do it for uh, that drone stock that I, I think I've mentioned before 
Ehang. And um, so I did that a while ago. And then this just happened to like pop off. And I was like, okay, well, I've never really had this tool here before to do this. Enough people are talking about it that I know there will be movement on it. So yeah, theoretically, it's been there. But like, it took something like quarantine, a pandemic, like everybody being home, uh, a tool like Robin Hood, you know, it, it, it just it was this perfect storm. Like it was inevitably, inevitably going to happen, but it didn't for a reason as well. So I don't, I don't know. And gamer culture is weird. So I'm saying, I don't think that like the system is fucked and they're like, Oh, wall street is so manipulate. Like you can manipulate wall street. And I was like, then no one's manipulating yeah. wall street. A lot of people decided they wanted to buy a stock and they all bought it. And now all these other people, who run these fucking shady hedge funds are going to lose their jobs. But like, that's the risk that they run well, as much as I am, as much as I am like not anti-union busting. I'm also saying fuck those Wall Street man. guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not fully big business. If the system maintains its, inte- its integrity, uh, if it maintains status quo as, as is right. Like, um, and people are hip to these kinds of things and can congregate on Reddit or, twitch or discord or however they want they want to talk about stocks and you know go towards one as a group cool but if they change the rules to make that harder as a result of this one opportunity that the little guy had to bank (laughs) and i mean bank fucking shaquille o'neal dunk nuts in the face breaking backboard bank on hedge funds yeah the system's probably fucked but i'm saying if that happens so Jury's still out for me to say if it's fucked. Well, no, yeah. If they do that, that's what I'm saying. Then yes, I agree. I want to. That I, should I, not be. Possible. I want to see how this all. It shakes should be out a free market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. see how this all shakes out. I also it's, think that like <laughs> three white dudes talking about the Reddit and stock market is like probably not. Well, I mean, we're all super thing. well versed in financial <laughs> literacy and everything. So. Can't turn away from it. But, you know, it was just there. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, tra- trading cards, stocks. You know, they're all the same. It all started with the NFT, man just so weird non-fungible token it's, it's oh i know what i was gonna say though this is the thing i was thinking about on the, so i brought up all that whole gimlet thing mm-hmm. because i was listening to an episode today an old episode of reply all and they were talking about um they did a whole episode about like a like a noise like i have a white noise machine in my house that i use because it helps me sleep a lot um cool and they did a whole episode about this what a sound you put it on just like a gen, it's I don't, I don't think they have I don't have it's a like, screen so I don't know what they're called. It's just like a general a humming sound. <laughs> um, they were talking about this one. This they did a whole episode about this dude who like heard some weird shit in his white noise machine, and they went and tracked down what the noise was. The point was at the end they said if you had your own personal kind of like what's your most soothing like you right. in your life if they made like the Gray Thomas noise machine like what would be the most soothing like uh-huh. type of thing that you would want to hear on that? Dist- just like background noise, distant thunderstorm for sure. Okay. I do that all the time on the uh, on the Amazon in my room. I, I tell Alexa to put it on distant thunderstorm. There's not something she... more personal. That's something that's like you like. Oh man, uh, hmm. Seinfeld episodes with laugh track volume at twenty five percent. Zero brightness, um, hmm. and you know, just slowly fading out. But it's like distant in the background. Yeah, remember the meme that was like Redbone, but you hear it in a party bathroom. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah 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 that's kind of what i was thinking of it was like that yeah i think it would be that um i know for a lot of people it'd probably be like office episodes you know you want it to be something familiar that you can picture if you want but like if i have the option to look up and look at it i don't want you know that'll keep me keep me awake so 
I just I, I go to sleep listening to podcasts all the time. I know this is, is going to be a boring answer, but man, just having a fan on, like, oh, a fan is a necessity. But like, a fan with like kind of like ocean tropical type thing, like like really just a. I was talking about this the other day. This is like one of the most soothing feelings that you like. I always have is whenever you turn your uh, head fan on and then the heat comes out at the same time and that little bit of heat gets shot out at you on the fan (laughs) and it's like cool and warm air at the same time. Like coming out of the vent, you're like, oh man, that feels great. (laughs) That's good stuff. And then then the fan, you can just hear it in in the background just like put you out, man. That's that's probably the most soothing for me. Oh, the the cherry on top of that whole scenario is when you get the blanket and like right after. The heavy blanket. Yeah, the heavy blanket right after that warm moment. You're like, ooh, it's about to get chilly. And that's what you want. You're in a good spot. You never get cold and you're comforted. Com- com- comforted. comforted. It's like you're, you're staying cool because I'll keep the fan on. I mean, even if it's freezing, I like the fan on just to circulate. Same way. I keep the fan on. But I'll turn it catch, away from me. You just catch some of that on. heat because it's so cold. You got on 72 or something. Just catch like a hot air real quick. Oh, and during the ice storm, no power stuff, you know, fan was on. Fan stays on. <laughs> yeah. The fan is the indicator that the power is back on for me. Yeah. You know, if nothing is on in this house, the fan is fucking on in my room you know what i think my comfort sound was when i was saying about this so uh, the, i think you you will both understand this um i was like man what would i want and i was like i think just very like far off in the distance like edm music like you're at a music festival like you can hear it like a mile away so some bonnaroo sleep yeah that's what i was thinking about <laughs> one more time yeah have you seen trolls world tour yet i have not damn <laughs> Sorry, I have very seen it eleven question. times in three days. Did, did you question. ever watch Soul? No, I Damn, saw a little bit dude, of it. It's with... so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I watched the uh, entire two and a half hours of the Billie Eilish documentary. Oh wow! On oh, Apple okay. TV Plus. How was that? It's one of the best music documentaries I've ever seen. What? Fuck, really? It's incredible. Really? I have. All, I mean, I'm a fan of hers. Like, I like her. I like her music. But like just to learn about her and her family and just her life, it's incredible. Really? I yeah. I fucking yeah. it's long. It's two and a half hours. You know how I feel yeah. about things in our stay there welcome. Um but man, I watched all two and a half hours and was like I could watch another two and a half I hours. I always liked her too. I always liked her personality. She's fucking amazing. Her family is amazing, her parents are incredible. And to watch the Britney Spears, to watch the Britney Spears documentary and then the Billie Eilish documentary back to back, basically, such a stark contrast and it's, based on family. Yeah, just about how where's I mean, Billy where's old Bill from? She lives in Los Angeles, but she lives in like this kind of the suburby area. Like they have that's the thing, is like you this documents her I mean we don't have to get too far into it, but like it documents her entire rise from like we recorded this album with my brother in a bedroom with him on acoustic guitar and like running like Pro Tools and her singing into a microphone like we're holding right now. That's where that album was made and came from. Wow. And like they, their house isn't like nice. I mean, it's not not nice, but it's about the size of like my house or your house. You know what I mean? It's not like a mansion, right? And it's kind of in a weird, not great part of town. And she never fucking leaves. She lives with her parents and her brother there, and they never leave. The, the, the biggest thing they bought was like a new car, a new Mustang, crazy. And uh, or no, sorry, a new Charger. But like, and it just she never changes from the when you first see her to where she becomes the most famous person in the world. She never ever changes. She stays exactly, and her family's just the best. Her mom is just the best. So she just stays grounded. She stays super grounded. I mean, it's on top of her, like, dealing with, like, boyfriend drama and, like, trying to literally pass a driver's test so she can drive a car. And, but also also dealing with, like, 
performing at Coachella and fucking releasing a number one album in 35 Dealing countries <laughs> and winning every Grammy. That was another thing. It's like the night that they, they shows her the night of the Grammys where she won literally every Grammy. She won six Grammys. Record of the year, song of the Crush year, album it. of the year, best new Barely artist of the year. And uh, I mean, it's just her. She's like, damn, I can't believe we won all these awards. And then she just goes back to her house. And I was, that was it. And I was like, she's so fucking They're chill. just like us. <laughs> she really, and like the, in the most chill way like she really is like super normal even though she's not normal at all she's got a lot of health issues but really she got Tourette's I didn't know she has Tourette's and like there's a couple of scenes where she goes into like full like she's like having tick fits and it's like hard to watch damn and like I didn't know that and her body is really kind of failing her (laughs) like she's got a lot of like injuries and things that happen but like she's super fucking cool anyway I just wanted to say that was a really 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 good I have to watch that for sure I watched the Beastie Boys one not too long ago we good. got this far into the conversation and we haven't talked about chill out Dawkins. Speak on. Uh, we haven't talked about the biggest news in Oklahoma in a really long time. In Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Wait, I want to guess. Give me a hint. <laughs> it's a beverage. Oh, Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> a bevy. Sonic seltzer. A bevy of bevies. Did you see this? I did. Yeah. Sonic flavored seltzer. I have seltzer. questions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you get it at a Sonic? I don't oh think so. Oh my god. If they turn Sonic into a drive through nightclub, you know, shut down for One a little bit. I mean, they, missed it, they missed it by a year. I think Sonic flavors could be in nearly everything. You know? Are those the names of the flavors? Is like ocean water and stuff? Hey, but, hey, I, would well, I think Sonic, the, from my understanding, Sonic's going to have their own brand of seltzer. Because like, Coop has their own seltzer, Will and Wiley. Right. Um... Which launched a year ago. I did the launch party and I was reminded on Instagram. It was one of the drunkest nights of my life. <laughs> and they have their own seltzer, but I feel like they're going to also create Sonic's seltzer. So you'll be like a coupe product. Mm. Um, but it'll be by Sonic, from my understanding. And it'll be Sonic gets to, it'll be Sonic flavors. Didn't Sonic Crazy. just get bought out like very recently? I don't know. I think so. Should we invest in Sonic? <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. definitely not a publicly publicly traded. Yeah, company. definitely. Because uh, they, they should. Arby's. I mean, that seems like a natural pair with. I mean, they're, they're aren't they the sponsor of the Thunder or and or the Dodgers too? Probably. I don't. I actually Let's don't get know. Sonic Seltzer in in the peak. Oh my god! Yeah, if I was gone off at like four cherry limeade Celsius say, and so Lou Dort about, hit a game winning three, or before it's changed from the might peak. pee a little. Huh? <laughs> Before it's changed from the peak, <laughs> yeah, it could, could be the Sonic Arena. Should be. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know why it shouldn't be? Because we're not oh, because of Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> That'd be even better. Yeah, you're right. It would. The, how good? That would be so. People are still. I saw a thing the other day. Some some one of the big man. One of the big NBA writers tweeted something about the Thunder. It was like they're a really fun team to watch, and like I looked at it, it was like a national writer, uh-huh. and like all the replies, so many, not all the, a lot of the replies were just like, "No, fuck them, should have stayed in Seattle." I was like, "Damn, people are still big mad about this." Yeah, yeah. they are big mad. Yeah, they're they're putting their anger towards the wrong thing. You know what I mean? It, sh- I it just, should be towards the NBA as a whole, not necessarily the city of Oklahoma City. Like, what? We didn't take that. We'd love to see a team in Seattle. That'd be all- great. At this point, no. At this point, absolutely not. At this point, fuck them. I don't hope they never get a team. <laughs> Just because I, I, of all the no, shit no, they no. Talked. Let them get a team and let them suck forever. I want them to get a and team. Make them I want them to take the Supersonics years. rights back. And I want them to get like Gary Payton and Sean Kemp off the all-time Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder. We have our own basketball team. We have our own legacy. That's how I feel. You know, I think I think we're we're oh, over a decade. I didn't even in. think about that. Our record books are yeah. So yeah I, I, I don't want it. 
Keep it. Keep your history. Now there, w- w- there is that weird. So is Gabe Payne the all-time leading scorer of the franchise? I think. Or is Kevin Russell Durant? Is. Kevin Durant. Oh, Russell. Yeah, sorry. Russell's Russell, my guess. Russell might be because he stayed there for another four years. But it's like years. one of yeah. our guys, not an old yeah. Seattle guy. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. We can confirm that. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it, my first thought was Kevin Durant just because he scored so much for so long, but Russell stayed longer. Yeah. Well, Russell had the season where he got 30 points every game, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, true. It 35. <laughs> yeah. But there's that weird time where Kevin was at Sonic and then it changed to the Thunder. Yeah, I remember yeah. I was working for KSPI at that time, but we had the contract for the Thunder. But that is still a legacy, wow. you know what I mean? Just kind of like the Colts and the Ravens, too. Like, that's a thing. You can't just turn it off, you know? Yeah. Wait, the Colts have their own... It used to be the Baltimore oh, the, Colts. But now it's the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, not Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. So does Baltimore still have all of the old Colts records? It was before that until the Indianapolis Colts came back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. What's the thing you're looking forward to the most this week? This week? Yeah. We have a pedicure on Tuesday. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Any place you want to shout out or do you just kind of bop around and see how uh, it goes? Well, it's a new place I've never been to, so I don't want to shout them out yet. All right. Okay. All right. They were on Groupon. In. Excellent. They were right. on Groupon, so I was like, I can do this. Yes, it's only 20 absolutely. bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get the deluxe and that's whatever i'm getting for 20 bucks. i, even, oh, I okay, didn't look at you. the fine print i was like oh, it's yeah. 20 bucks i'll get whatever they give me <laughs> right right pedicure is one of the more underrated things in this world for sure man uh sh- my father insisted insisted i've got a couple petties with old gt yeah you have you have uh, he insisted good, good that i get pedicure with him just maybe when i was like 17 yeah. You know, real or just real early. I mean, never, early. Never, never went back. Never, dude. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, I haven't been really because of the pandemic, but mm. I need to get back. Need to get back in tough, the saddle. Yeah. Got to keep the, the trotters fresh for sure. Yeah, I feel like four or five or six times a year, probably. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's a delight. It Throw is. the AirPods on. Mm. Take a book. Ignore the criticism. Yeah, I'm ready for spring, man. I'm just ready for it to get warm. I was gonna say, I'm excited for good weather, so I can yeah. keep running. Feeling hopeful. Feeling hopeful. We're about to hit that one year Corona (laughs) anniversary. We're like a week away. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy as fuck. March 11th was the Thunder game. Mm. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was 311. I'll never forget it. Wow. Amber is the color of your Where were you when Tom Hanks started dying? It was uh, on that March day. It was the same week as Peter's season finale of The Bachelor. Wow. Which feels like it was. How do you feel about Emmanuel Alcho? Eh. I mean, I don't I don't really he's like, not the new host. He's doing one thing. Oh, okay. He's just oh, he's yeah, doing the, new, the hey, one episode, and then Chris Harris won't be back for next season. We haven't talked yeah. since your uh, Lord and Savior got uh, canceled. Yeah, no, he's an idiot. I, I didn't understand what the fuck he was doing there. That was so bizarre. That was so not... He went on to defend the show, and then it was like, oh, what am I doing? But, like, Chris Harrison's so normally, like, level-headed, smart. He's, like, a good dude, from my understanding, at least. And the interview that he did with Rachel on Extra was, like, so weird. He yeah, was, was so weird. out of character for him. I was like, yo, he is, like, on some shit right now. Like, I don't know what his problem is. He deserves to fucking have all that shit. Interesting. I didn't yeah. look that But, like, also, it. everyone's like, he's out as host. I'm like, he's, as far as I know, from my understanding, he's not, he's skipping the, because I've already filmed this season. Yeah, they're. He's skipping the after the final roast special, which is not that good anyway. I'm, I'm just, I don't, I mean, Emmanuel Outcho is just, like, whatever to me. I was a weird. I mean, Rachel Lindsay vouched for him. She brought him up on, I think, on social media. So I think he's corny, man. It's corny as fuck. There I mean, were other, there were better. That fits options. perfect, though. You got to be. I would have loved Michael Strahan. That would be I would have loved Rachel Lindsay, but do you watch the chase? Oh yeah, just watch. I watched the episode. 
so good i know that they rebooted it recently i watched a lot <laughs> my, i used to watch it with my mom like on, really on the game show network the one with where the they did reruns the, yeah. guy, the beast yeah he was great i haven't seen any of the new stuff i watched though. the a little bit of the beast but the new stuff i actually like the new stuff a lot better the new one's really really good um i <laughs> signed up to try and be on it and i have a zoom quiz wait what next week yeah Ooh, how fun is that are they doing it on line yeah, I don't know. If you get on the show, do you have to go to like in yeah, front you of have an to audience? Go and you're on. I don't know if you're it's a live audience, but you're there. Dude, I'll make it shake. Dude, I don't understand. Oh, well, first of all, I want to know these questions that they've asked you. If they have you have to do any like questions and answers yet? None yet. Well, oh, I had to fill out like a form. It's like, what's your level of education? Yada yada yada. Do you guys know I won five hundred bucks on a Spike TV game show in like two thousand eight? I did not. So what? You were yeah. there. It was through. It was through um, online. Really? They had a show called Head to Head. It wasn't even really a show. It was, a head. It was called Head to Head, and it was just two people on their webcams, and oh, they aired really? during commercial breaks on Spike TV. It, would, it was like a two-minute game show. I don't remember And I won 500 bucks on there once. Well, how'd you win? Uh, you had to hit your space bar. That was like your buzzer. Oh, wow. They had this weird software set up, and I won on a... I've never seen any Rocky movie, but I managed to win on a Rocky question. Nice. Because the guy buzzed in before me, got the question wrong, and I just guessed a random Rocky movie and got it right. Wow. It was like, what's, which Rocky movie had Eye of the Tiger? And some dude hit it. He was like, Rocky 2. I think it was 3. And I just guessed. I was like, and I remember, I, I, I the video's online somewhere. I'll find it. Right. But I was just like, Rocky 3, super confident. And I was like, I have no idea if that's right. She's like, that's right. You won. And I was like, fuck yeah, I won 500 bucks. Nice. Um, Is there video excellent. evidence of this? Can I watch it? It's online. It's got to be online somewhere. I'll find it. And it was, but they found me. They found me. Because this was back when Twitter was just started. Interesting. And they, they were just like, me. you're like a big Twitter guy in Oklahoma City. This I had more yes. followers than anyone in Oklahoma City for a minute. And that's when this happened because really? they were like, you're the most followed person in Oklahoma or Oklahoma City. Will you come on the show? And I was like, absolutely. And they made me talk. But they also made me talk about it on the show. They're like, you're the big Twitter guy in Oklahoma City. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> big Twitter guy in uh-huh. OKC. Who wins 500 bucks? 500 bucks, baby. How many questions was it? I think two or three. It was only like a two or three minute game so it's show. it's kind of like a radio one, you know, where they yeah, get pretty quick. pretty much. Wow. Um, Incredible. There was a point to that. You were talking about the chase, and I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. Oh, I had watched a couple episodes of. I watched a couple episodes of the new Name That Tune. Okay. On Fox, and it's just bizarre. It's a fucking acid trip trying to watch that show. It's insane. Oh yeah, really? It's just <laughs> hard cuts from like Randy Jackson and and what's her name from Thirty Rock is hosting. Uh, uh, the Jenna. Girl? Yeah, Jenna. I can't wow. Remember her name. And then, like, the contestants, and then there's a, like, I don't, the thing that blows my mind is that they have Randy Jackson, and they have a live band. Yeah. And they'll play part of a song, and then someone buzzes in, and the song just immediately stops on a dime. That's and it's weird. so hard to watch, because you know that that's not how it happens when they film uh, it. Uh. So they're editing just the shit out of it. And then Randy Jackson chimes in and says nothing all the time. It's just him going, man, man, that's crazy, Jane. That's just crazy, Jane. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? And they paid is what he's doing. I mean, it's just like literally every ten seconds, the camera cuts to something else, and the audio is all over the place. And then there's a then there's a live audience of people just like dancing, going crazy. Excellent. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. It's so bizarre to watch. (laughs) I did later find out that they have a live audience because I was like, when did they film this? How do they have a live audience? They're filming it in Australia. They had to move the entire production to Australia. Holy to film shit. It there. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I did a lot of research into this because I was like so thrown by the whole thing. No, I respect it's that. It's weird. It's you so don't know weird. If, you don't know if they're being haphazard. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, I was just like, the, like watching them play 
the band's just like jamming and then all of a sudden it just cuts to the contestant and the music completely stops on a note. Wow. It's like there's no way that's happened in real life. Wow. The way they edit it is so bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. Chase is good though. Uh, James Holtzclaw and uh, Ken Jennings Ken are Jennings. delightful. James Holtzclaw was a contestant on the original Chase. Before was, he was he? Before he was on Jeopardy, yeah. And he nice. smokes the He's show. Great. He, I, he missed... He, I've seen him on it maybe three or four times. He's maybe missed two questions. Yeah. Maybe. That you, dude is smart. His efficiency is crazy. Yeah. It's the, you, the end chase where he... Um, Caught. Have you been, like, paid attention to any of the Shaley and Woodley Aaron Rodgers stuff? A Who? little bit. The so Packers Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, how they're Well, they're, engaged. like, engaged now. With who? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Oh, no kidding. Line, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. So, like, out of nowhere. They I know were, they just started dating. Out of like nowhere, they were. They, they just started dating. And yeah. then at the NFL Awards, Aaron Rodgers was like, by the way, I'm engaged. So everyone's Whoa. like, how the fuck did they? So, the whole, the whole timeline is they shaky. Even, like, follow each other on The whole Instagram. timeline is suspect because they started dating during quarantine when he was still with Danica Patrick. It's a whole. That's a, that's a whole other. Really? Oh, yeah. That's a whole other, like, right, right, Aaron. topic. The point was when Shailene Woodley was on Jimmy Fallon last week, she talked a lot about how she never watches football. She's never she's seen like two games now because she's engaged to Aaron Rodgers. What she's like, I've never she was like, Oh, I never thought I'd be engaged to a guy who throws balls. Apparently he's really good at it. Oh my god. And I'm just like, How the fuck do you not know that Aaron Rodgers I don't even like Aaron Rodgers that much. I still respect him as one of the best quarterbacks ever. That has very Oh, I guess there's a sports ball game on today. Tweet energy. That's literally her. That that's her whole thing with him. It's like, but like she said, she literally said at the end of the interview, she's like, "I've never known him as a an athlete. I just know him as the guy who wants to host Jeopardy." And I was like, "Oh shit, Aaron Rodgers making a play for the Jeopardy host." Well, game. you know, it's funny. Get the you fuck said out that. of here. It's crazy because is I he, went and actually looked of who's going to be the hosts of Jeopardy. He's, he you know, is Ken one. Je- for, he's one of the celebrity hosts for two weeks, I think, or a week. Yeah. Get him out. Um, he, when he was on Jeopardy, he fucking killed it. That's great. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Remember when Anderson Cooper was on there and sucked ass? Who? Anderson Cooper. Did he? Yeah, he was terrible. Wow. My dad loves Jeopardy. It. It's easily his favorite show. Not game show. Show. Easy. They're all on uh, Netflix now, I think. Every yeah. single one now? Is it Netflix? There's on one of the streams. I don't know if it's Netflix every single one. It was probably like eight or ten seasons. Well, because right? early quarantine, Baylor and I watched like a cool three seasons on there. The college stars, we just yeah, college stars great. We, we did well. Um, younger kids, we just whooped their little asses. Uh, <laughs> then we stepped up to the big boys and got humbled quickly. Dude, I miss. I a couple of weeks ago, my same roommate, my roommate Tom, and I found old episodes from like 1999 of Rock and Roll Jeopardy, hosted by Jeff Probst on VH1. Wow! And like, I've missed that. Sh- I don't know Dude, how I that's not that a show. Well. With, the, with the way that there's so many networks, everything's been rebooted. Bring Rock and Roll Jeopardy back. Give me music trivia of the current. Dan Patrick uh, did a sports Jeopardy for a while. I remember that. I saw some of that. Man, I, I that. liked uh, Stump the Schwab music. more. Oh, man. Stump the Schwab. Right. It was super good. God, did you ever watch that? Show. I don't. That was Maybe. the ESPN show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did watch yeah. that. So I love to the Beast, the Chase type yeah. thing. Yeah. How hard was it? Uh, I guess you had a thing where you came up with a bunch of questions, right? Like, I mean, it's hard to create trivia questions. Oh, yeah. Week. No, it's fun, though. Yeah, it's Baylor just like whatever was on. I used to have to write forty questions every week. Baylor, uh, that's a talent. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, when they paid, they paid as well. So we that's that. right. Yeah. Um, Baylor, Baylor was like, I don't know, man. It was it was like, work, I, I like know? learning. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Well, it's just like whatever's on your mind that yeah. week. I'd be like, what am I? I'd be like, oh, I watched Star Wars this week. Uh, I'm gonna look up Star Wars things. You can be topical too sometimes. Yeah. On the know? most recent episode of the Chase, there was. <laughs> did you see what one of the questions was that may have? 
rang a bell. It was what is a Brannock device measure? A it, what? A Brannock device. Uh, uh, that was on our trip. Oh, is, yeah, it, the uh, is it the size of your foot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so <laughs> unbelievable. But I, I guess I missed that one. I probably would have saw it. Yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to this week? This week? <laughs> the Being nice outside, just actually getting some springtime. You, you just know? jinxed it. No, it's going it's to happen. I'm no, you feeling good about it? I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. I'm no Groundhog Day crap. Cool. Cool. What about you? Bailey just moved in, so. Wow. Going to have fun. Really get acclimated and learn a lot about each other <laughs> on this each other. growth towards a wonderful life together. Uh, yeah, no, Bailey moved in, so I'm looking forward to that because uh, we're more or less done lifting heavy things as of 10 minutes before Ryan got here, so. Ooh, it's too bad I missed that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, too bad I yeah. just missed that one, huh? <laughs> Even roped Dan into it somehow. He's super busy, but it we got It was a good day, man. Yeah, it was a great day. Solid. It was a great day. Ryan, as always, I would like to thank you sincerely for your time. That's right. It's very valuable. I know. I couldn't, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't appreciate it more. I, I love You're very it. welcome. Uh, Dan, you too. It's been, it's been fun today. It's been real as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Baylor's not here. And that's all. Check oh, out okay. the Billy Eilish talk. It's very good. Cool. Uh, and you need to watch Soul for sure. It's very good. Fair. Ew, and Cobra Kai. Did we talk about Cobra Kai? Watch Cobra Kai. Bye. One, two, one, two, three. This is actually pretty good, by the way.